Hello, friends. Welcome to Friday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. I'll start off by saying it is my birthday. Yeah. Thank you very much. much. Eddie, do you want to do your speech now? (laughs) What speech? Birthday speech? Yeah. The only thing I wanted to say was that, dude, I think you're doing a pretty good job. What are you, 41 today? Yeah. I mean, you don't look 41. I'll be honest. When I see you on TV and American Idol, I know you have makeup and stuff on, and then I see you in here. You look... Pretty darn good for 41, and you oh, should be proud of that. Thank you. I was talking with Caitlin about that the other day, because I don't, every, we all think we look different than we do, and I think I'm uh, n- no treat to look at. However, I do think I look a little younger than I am, and I asked Caitlin, I said, why do you think that is? I said, do you think it's because I'm never in the sun and kind of a loser? <laughs> she goes, honestly, I think it's because you don't drink ever. Oh. She said, I think that may be a little bit of the uh, anti-aging, if if that's what you call it. Huh, I didn't think about that. I thought maybe it's just the way you dress, because you dress just like a teenager and stuff sometimes. Okay, now that's a backhanded... <laughs> no, I mean, come on. Like You dress sweats and like you know hoodies and stuff all the time. You should know that at 41, I have decided to never buy a hoodie again. However, I am wearing one now right. because it was, gifted. <laughs> it was gifted to me by Caitlin. Because I said, hey, I'm too old for hoodies. I don't wear... Really, I wear my hat backward anymore unless I'm like me in business. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really wear a lot of flat bill stuff. I got this trucker hat at a um, like a restaurant we were yeah. we were eating at. Kind of look like Bieber right now. Got that Bieber look, but not on purpose. I have a, I go in two modes: slob look or head to tails, head to toe, dressed up for. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Happy birthday to me. Eddie. Happy birthday, man. Thank you. Nothing you want to say though. No. No, just I'm glad you were born today. I'm glad we got to be friends and Thank you. lifelong. Friends, I guess. Thank, thank you. You know what? <laughs> Speaking of me physically, let me tell you a little issue I'm having. I wonder if I have IBS. Irritable bowel? And I don't even know what that is. I thought it meant your, honestly, I thought it meant your butt itched. Like, you're, it's an irritated bowel. Interesting. But I don't think it does. Now, for the past, like, four or five years, my stomach has just been jacked up. And I've done everything. I've done these food allergy tests. I've done, and so I have a doctor's appointment scheduled for next week to go in and see why I have trouble digesting food hmm. like sometimes I don't go to the bathroom for like three days I mentioned that on the show before where nothing happens and sometimes I'll work out I will eat perfect workout and like my stomach is still just odd feeling I think I may have something wrong with me there so I'm gonna go get a check as an adult a year older I'm making these decisions but if I have irritable bowel syndrome does anybody else have that? Can leave? nobody raise their hand? So no. So in college, I was passing a lot of gas, like just a, a, a very unnatural amount. And so my my wife, we were dating at the time. She said you should probably go to the doctor and ask if you have irritable bowel s- s- syndrome or whatever. And I went, and he said I didn't, but I went in with that kind of mode. I'm like, I have IBS, and he just he knocked it down. Or I have a a guy that I know that has Crohn's, and that's some serious stuff. Yeah, I see that on commercials. He, I mean, his he struggles. But I'm going to go next week. Happy birthday to me. I got to go next week and get my <laughs> stomach looked at. That's getting old, man. It is. I wonder if I'm going to stick a pipe. Hey, I hope everybody's breakfast is going good. <laughs> Let's open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. All right, here we go. This is from Steve K. He says, hey, Bobby Bones. Want to wish you a happy birthday. Today is my birthday. Thank you very much. Also need some advice. I'm turning 40 in a couple weeks. 
and I just found out my wife is planning me a surprise birthday party. I found out after my brother blew the surprise. I don't really want to party at all, but I appreciate the thought, but I don't want to spend my 40th making a big deal about it. Do I ruin the surprise and tell her to cancel the party? Is there a way to do it without hurting her feelings? Or do I just bite the bullet and go through with it? Steve K. Uh, This one's easy. You bite the bullet and go through with it. Absolutely. Without a doubt, you bite the bullet and go through with it. And you don't ruin the surprise either. You go, it seems like she's done work. Why would you want to do anything to make her feel worse or for her work not to pay off? You go and you act surprised too. And if in two weeks you want to say, I thought there was something because my brother had mentioned I just didn't put all the pieces (laughs) together. If you want to do that, that's fine. But as much as it's your birthday, this is not about you, buddy. So, <laughs> it is about him. <laughs> no, I know. It is, but it's not. Like, this is about her doing something for him. He's got to accept this love, even if it makes him uncomfortable. Okay, so, so that's what you would do. Yes. You bite you, the bullet and you have you the party. You don't like surprises and yeah. you don't like knowing about the surprise. Yeah. If this happened and I knew something was happening and I shouldn't know, I wouldn't say a thing about it. I would just act surprised. Well, I assume that's why you're giving him that advice. Yeah. Yeah. So buddy you go you have this party you have the time of your life even if you're really not and you thank your wife for putting this on she went out of her way she loves you let her do it and then you tell your brother offline hey idiot don't be spoiling stuff thank you that's it that's an easy one right yeah amy what would you do here yeah i mean i agree with that i guess it just depends i mean yeah, I didn't really want to do much for my birthday this weekend or whatever it was last weekend or two weeks ago. So I get it. And this is the first time. I guess it just depends on what you have going on in your life. But then I let it happen because my husband kept insisting on some things. And I was like, OK, fine. And then I had friends and my sister that insisted on some stuff. And I'm like, OK, fine. And I'm glad that I let it happen because I ended up making some special memories but I absolutely did not want to do anything. So I, but so yes, I think when you get on the other side of it, you'll be thankful that you let it happen. I mean, today's my birthday. We're not doing anything crazy. Oh, doop. Amy. <laughs> uh oh. Surprise. And if we are and I found out about it, I would let you guys go through with it. I just wouldn't tell you that I knew and I would be surprised. But here's what I know is happening for my birthday is we're doing a little basketball game at the house. Easy, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Eddie, were you invited? Am I going to that basketball? (laughs) I don't know who's been in. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. All right. All of a sudden, I'm I'm different than than the advice I gave him. Uh, All right. Thank you. Let's close up the mailbag. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Fun Fact Friday. The five most fun facts. Found on the internet by Amy this week. Let's go. Number five. So people who were not born blind but later lost their eyesight, they're still able to see in their dreams. But obviously people that were born blind, they don't see anything when they dream. Never thought about that. Well, it's because they saw it at some Uh point, so they have an image of what it is. And their brain still has that. One of the guys that I'm doing one of the episodes of my new show that comes out May 31st, he was in a hunting accident blew it, shot him in the face, lost his vision completely. He was probably in his 30s. And so he lived 30 years with vision, now is blackout blind, and can see stuff in his head still. And I was talking to him, and he doesn't even see that he has gray hair. He just sees himself as someone with with dark hair because when he lost his vision, but he's a blind kayaker. And we went whitewater rafting. No, not rafting, harder, kayaks. 
and he does it blind. It's amazing. I cannot wait for you guys to see this episode. But that's wild. You know, people that change their languages too, I, I would often ask them, what language do you dream in? Oh, good question. And most of them would dream in their original language unless they have been fully immersed in the new one for years. Number four. Talk in third person? No. No? Bobby doesn't, no. Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> so, but here's the deal. When people talk to themselves in the third person, they're able to better control their thoughts, feelings, and behavior. This is from an intense research study. I think there's a difference in talking to yourself and then talking about yourself in third person. But it would be like if you messed up, you'd be like, come on, Bobby. Ooh. Come on, Bobby. Just, I just say don't that? say my like own golf, name. Ever? I don't say my own name. I just talk to myself. Mm. Dang it, Amy. I don't either. I, I will be like, come on, you got to do this. Suck it up. But I don't say suck it up, Bobby. No. I know. But according to this, you should start talking to yourself and saying your name. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I'll do that, Bobby. Remember to do that, Bobby. Okay. You got <laughs> it. Number three. Drug Lord Pablo Escobar, he got to build his own prison at one point in time. It featured a soccer field, a giant dollhouse, a bar, a jacuzzi, and a waterfall. I'm assuming the dollhouse was for like his daughter or something? His kids, oh, yeah. Because okay, okay. he could have, I think, family over for dinner. <laughs> and I mean, he, this, it wasn't this, in prison. This was, he was sentenced to jail. And I, this wait, is this was in Narcos. It was in the, in the show, yeah. Yes. The whole team would come over, like the national <laughs> team would play soccer. They were having them. full-on parties in there. Yeah. Now, that's the prison I wouldn't mind. <laughs> that's COVID for me. I got to live in my own house that I love and didn't leave for a lot of time. Yeah, but that's not the case for El Chapo. He's in Real deal, jail. yeah. Number two. In 2017, Despacito became the first song that's primarily in a foreign language to hit number one since Macarena, which was back in 1996. Kids don't even know how big this song was. Despacito had Justin Bieber. Macarena had a dance. Yeah. And no American artist singing it. Yeah. Or Canadian artists, English-speaking artists. Yeah, Macarena. No, it's just two there, but, Spanish dudes, right? But there ended up being an American version. What? <laughs> yeah, where some girl would come on. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely messed that song up, too. <laughs> you know how we as Americans are. We got to <laughs> slap our, our own style on it. All right. So I have a little bit more to this fact. Um, so it took 20 years for that to happen. Do you know the one that hit number one before Macarena? And La Bamba? Was? Yeah. yeah, how'd you know that? Nice. Okay, huh? La Bamba in 1987. It's like the easiest question ever been asked on this show. <laughs> Wait, La Bamba in 1987? Like the Richie, it must have been the Richie Valens version. The, the From Lo, the movie. Los Lobos. Yeah, Los Lobos. Got it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. All right, there you go. Can I hit the button now? You may. Number one. This is crazy to me. The last shot of the Civil War was fired on June 28th, 1865. That's almost two months after the war ended off the coast of Alaska. See, a Confederate warship was out there and they hadn't gotten word yet that the wow. war was over. <laughs> no one told them. <laughs> yes, and they destroyed 24 Union boats. They were still going. But that was, so that was officially the end of the war. I've read, Isn't that crazy? I've read books about, in Asia, how some of these guys will go and they'll live in like the, the woods or jungles and they're fighting the war, but they don't know it's over. Because no one gets to them to go, hey, the war's over. So yeah. they're still like living underground in the woods, like doing, killing people. Hmm. They need to send hmm. a messenger and tell them. Hey, but how do you find them? He probably, you're probably going to kill them. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Literally, we'll kill the messenger. Yeah, crazy, huh? Yeah. There you go. I, I don't know if that's that fun. I, don't, I, a, I didn't end no, no, no. in a fun. I didn't fun, so, feel very fun about that one. Fun facts are sometimes just really interesting. Mm -hmm. 
to where, you know, if you're ever playing a trivia game, it might be cool that you know that. Because, I mean, it could come up while you're playing something. It's like, what year did, when did World War or what is it, Civil War end? If you would ask me that, I would say the Appomattox Courthouse. And that would be the right answer, right? Yeah. Like, that's where the final. Then you could argue. Oh, and I will, oh, boy. And you will. And I will. Well, you, actually, you guys know me. I will. And then they may ask you your resource. You say me. And they're like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you go. Close it out. Fun Fact Friday. Bobby Bones. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Alan Jackson announced a new album called Where Have You Gone? He dropped three new songs with the announcement. Here's one of them. Sounds from the soul, fiddle, I need you. Sweet country music, where have you gone? Miranda Lambert released an acoustic version of her song, Settling Down. I'm a wild child in a home and pigeon. Caravan in an empty kitchen, bare feet on the top with my head up in the clouds. I'm one heart going both directions, one love and a couple of questions. Am I settling up or settling down? Parmalee and Blanco Brown released a new version of their song, Just the Way, with artist Bryce Fine. Two times, but I need it more than two times. You don't even gotta try. I love you just the way I made you. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. About to get into Tell Me Something Good with Lunchbox. Uh, but we have a special Brett Eldridge Tell Me Something Good. He's going to sing the intro now. He's coming in later this morning, so you guys be sure to hang out and check that out. But here we go. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. I like hey, it. Hey, that's, that's cool. Good. Good. Go ahead. <laughs> Dr. John Klein hasn't been able to see his wife for the past year because of COVID. So he goes outside her window. She has Alzheimer's. They've been married 40 years, and she's at a home. He sits out the window for 15 minutes a day. But now they're both vaccinated, and they got to see each other and hug and three times in the last week. That's pretty cool. Those stories are great. And we're hearing a lot of them because now people are vaccinated. They yeah. can finally not have to worry about being old or being vulnerable to it and getting it. So have at it. There it is. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. It is time for Easy Trivia, where the first person to five wins will be named the Easy Trivia Champion. And you will get, you haven't seen it yet, but the Easy Trivia Tiara. Oh, really? Wow. Like what princesses wear? We may bring it in next week. Okay. <laughs> That's embarrassing. <laughs> okay. All right. But you'll like it because that means you're the champion of easy trivia. All right. It's first to five. The scoreboard is Eddie two, Amy one, everybody else zero. Yeah. Oh, that's not no, a good thing. That's not a good thing. Here is the sound you're trying to avoid. You've been boned. You don't want to be boned. Let's play easy trivia. First round, Amy, what kind of pig is Porky from Looney Tunes? What? What kind of animal? <laughs> I was going to say, like, I was what? like, what kind well, of pig? Well, Porky the pig. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, this is a tough I, question. That's so easy. Hey, nobody hard. goes home on the first round. <laughs> okay. What kind of animal is Porky? He's a pig. Nah. All right. <laughs> Lunchbox, what is the name of the McDonald's clown mascot? 
Ronald McDonald. Correct. Which pop star debuted his signature moonwalk in 1983, Eddie? That's Michael Jackson. Correct. Finally, first round, how many stars are on the American flag, Morgan? 50? 50 is correct. <laughs> Would like a little more definitive 50 there? <laughs> All right, let's play Easy Trivia. You can go home if you miss now. Mm-hmm. Amy, what singer released Genie in a Bottle in 1999? Christina Aguilera. That is correct. Lunchbox, who discovered electricity? The light bulb is electricity, so I'll go with Edison. Thomas Edison. Oh, wow. I thought he was sandbagging. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> I thought he was, I thought he was about game. to say he the right answer. Wasn't. No. He wasn't sandbagging. Wow, now I won't. I'm not going to judge him anymore. No, I, guys, you know I don't is? sandbag. Yeah, it's not Thomas Edison. Uh, do you know who it is? Benjamin Franklin. Yeah, Lunchbox, oh. I'm sorry. You've been boned. It's the third round, too, where we get to know our contestants, so we oh, don't get to know him this week. Man. Oh. oh. Eddie. Come on. What's the name of the song that Queen Elsa sings as she brings her ice castle as she builds her ice castle in the movie Frozen? She sings, Let it go, let it go. Correct. Morgan, how many stripes does Adidas have? Three. Correct. Wow. We're now third round. Let's meet our contestants. Tell us your name, where you're from, and something about yourself, where you grew up. Hi, my name is Amy. I am from Austin, Texas, and I have two adopted children from Haiti. There she is, Amy, everybody. Hi, Amy. Thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate that. That I love. Let's go over to producer Eddie. Eddie, tell us a little about yourself. My name's Eddie. I was born and raised in McAllen, Texas. Uh, I love Texas, and uh, I have four kids. Two of them are foster kids. Hoping to adopt them pretty soon. Here we go. Producer Eddie. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Uh, Morgan, uh, tell me where you're from. A little about yourself. Uh, I'm Morgan. I'm 27 years old. I'm from Wichita, Kansas. I don't have any children, but I have a great rescue dog. She does have a rescue dog. Yeah. And she's, here. she's here today. Thank you, guys. Let's go on to round number four. <laughs> or round number three. Amy, which president is on the penny? Abe Lincoln. Correct. Eddie. It just randomly comes up. Come on. What are the three colors on the Mexican flag? Oh, I love that. Random. Okay. Well, uh, it would have been lunch's question <laughs> if he was still in. Red, white, and green. Correct. Morgan, how many points is a touchdown worth? Oh, wait. Okay, I think it's six because then the extra point makes it seven. Six. Six is correct. Nice work. Amy, how many items are in a baker's dozen? Thirteen. Quick with the answer. Is that right? That is correct. Wow. Is that because the baker wants to eat one? (laughs) Twelve for you, one for me. Yeah, is is that why? (laughs) I have no idea. Eddie, what's the world's fastest land animal? That's a cheetah. Correct. Morgan, what network has the peacock as their logo? NBC. NBC. NBC is correct. Let's go to the next round. Nice job, everybody. Easy trivia. Amy, by what other words are the Motion Picture Academy Awards also known? The Motion Picture Academy Awards are known as the... Um... Oscars? Hold on. Stop. I'm talking it out. <laughs> you didn't say anything. I know, but I mean, I'm just... What other awards are there? Because it's a motion picture. It's a movie. The Oscars are the movies. So I'm going to go with the... I mean, I know there's the... What's the one where they eat They eat the Golden Globes? No, that can't be it. Oscar. Oscars. Oscars is correct. <sighs> Eddie, what does TGIF stand for? Thank God it's Friday. Correct. What? It's not thank goodness. I would have said thank goodness it's Friday. Wow. I mean, I'm sure some people said that. I would have that. accepted that. Oh, okay, good. 
I don't, maybe because we, we didn't say God. Maybe. Maybe. Hey, Morgan, what U.S. city has the largest population? Come on with the geography question. Biggest U.S. I, mm, I feel like I had this question before and it was something about Alaska, but I don't think that's right. Which U.S. city has the largest population? A city, not a state. New York City. That's a, yeah, New York City. The answer is New York City. Wow. Would you have accepted Manhattan? No. No. No, because Manhattan's just I don't know. What's the difference? It's one of the five boroughs. Okay, sorry. Would you have accepted on Long Island? (laughs) Would not. So New York City. Hmm. Amy, how many cups in a gallon? Dang it. (sighs) Okay. Huh? Two cups and a pint. How? What was I drinking? Is it 32? No, that's 32 ounces. How many cups in a gallon? How many is a gallon? 64, 32, 32, 64. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. How many cups in a gallon? Eight. Is that your answer? Yep. I've been boned. You've been boned. I can't. My brain's not working. Boned. I can't. I don't even. I, is it, <laughs> the answer is 16. So Ooh, I was not. Double. I did, it got me the 32. You probably did a quarter. I did a four. I okay. did four. I would have said two, hey, Rain Man. Relax. Hey, <laughs> Eddie. Rain Man. I'm so, I can't even believe this. How many degrees are there in a circle? Huh? Oh, 360. <laughs> Correct. Morgan, who is the first lady of the United States? Uh... Dr. Biden, right right now? <laughs> oh, what's her name? She's a doctor, Dr. Biden. I'm going to accept that. Okay. Good. Dr. Jill Biden, okay. I'm going to accept Jill, that. Jill, that's right. If you wouldn't, if you just said miss, I wouldn't have taken it. Okay. Okay, it's just two people remaining. Eddie. Come on. How you feeling? I feel good. You're down the Ooh, championship so round. Good. Is there pressure? No. No? No, no, man. I'm the smartest on the show. Come on. No, okay. you're not. Eddie, what continent is the smallest? Continents. That would be Antarctica. Incorrect. Ah, no, I wasn't done, Bones. Right after he says he's oh, the smartest. No! Oh, that's what happens. It's, uh, what is it? Europe, Australia. Oh, see. <laughs> Dang it. Wait, was Europe your second guess? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, Australia looks pretty big on that map. Morgan, if you get this, you win. Okay. What vehicle? Is Volkswagen best known for? Ooh, isn't it the beat? I mean, it's the Beetle, right? Is it called the Beetle? It's the little bug. The Beetle Bug? Is it the same name? It's not really a car that I knew much about, but it's a Beetle Bug. Bug. The Bug. It's a Bug Beetle. What vehicle is Volkswagen best known for? I need an answer. The little bug. It's the bug. It's the little. You're bug! In, it's a beetle bug! Bug! I need one word. <laughs> Volkswagen beetle! 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 Your answer is beetle. Yeah. Are you committing to that? <laughs> yeah, I think so. The answer is beetle! Oh, yeah! Yeah! Oh, it's yeah! so close. Go Morgan! You're not the smartest on the show, Eddie. Today. Take that. Eddie, anytime you talk crap, you lose. I know, man. I gotta stop doing that. But I won't. I'm hard-headed. <laughs> There he is. Eddie, our loser. Morgan, our winner. <laughs> nice job, Morgan. She gets on the board. All right. The Bob 
Here's Amy's pile of stories. All right, I'm in for Amy. I don't drink, but Ranker put together the list for the best country songs that are about drinking beer. And I give you the top five. Ed, do you have any guesses before I start nailing these top five of songs about beer? Let me see. The first one that comes to mind is Long Neck Bottle, Garth Brooks. Oh, not on the list. Dang. At number five, Toby Keith, Red Solo Cup. Red Solo Cup. I fill you up. Let's have a party. At number four, Hank Williams Jr., There's a Tear in My Beer. There's a tear in my beer, cause I'm crying for you, dear. At number three, Toby Keith and Willie Nelson, Beer for My Horses. That just is one thing you should always find. You gotta saddle up your boys, you gotta draw a hard line. When the gun smoke settles, we'll sing a victory tune, and we'll all meet back at the local saloon. We'll raise up our glasses. And at number two, Billy Currington, pretty good at drinking beer. I ain't much on mowing thick grass. I'm too slow for working too fast. I don't do windows, so honey, don't ask. And at number one, any guesses, Eddie, before I hit it? Yes. Long neck, ice cold oh. beer. That should have been on here. It right? didn't make the top five. What? At number one. He has three songs in the top five, so really he sings about one thing mostly, and that's beer and drinking. Toby Keith, I love this bar. Uh, I love this bar. I love this But yeah, I think they, they missed on Luke Combs. I think so. I think that's the biggest one right now. Birthday list today. Today's my birthday, so Mike D has handed me the list of other people who have birthdays. Chris Jansen is 35 years old. But he can buy me a boat. Kip Moore is 41 years old. Emily Harris is 73 years old. Lee Dwise, he won the ninth season of American Idol, is 34. And Justin Bieber's mom, Patty Millette, is 45. <laughs> Justin Bieber's mom. Yeah. And then it's my birthday, obviously. I'm 41 today. Oh, I wonder if that a clip for me. Turn this up. You know you've made it when you have a clip. Yeah, but we made our own clip and we play our own clip. <laughs> That's true. I guess not. You're right. Another story. There's a new term on Urban Dictionary for people who brag about getting the COVID vaccine. They are called vax holes. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And here's how to use it in a sentence. Quote, two weeks after the second shot, and that vax hole is posting selfies from a bar in Cancun. <laughs> that's hilarious. So there is a term. I will be getting my second shot, though, on Monday. Typical vax hole over there. TGI Fridays is now selling carnival food, like donut burgers and drinks with cotton candy on top. How do you feel about drinks that come with like a real special little, like cotton candy or like they have a big umbrella with meat all on it? I, I think the the worst one I ever had was uh, the Bloody Mary at Ditka's in Chicago. That was disgusting. Like I think it was a chicken tender on the top of that. See, that's what I'm talking about right there. But it was good. Yeah. <laughs> I like those. I don't, obviously not for me, but I like to see like the whole kitten caboodle come out yeah. with the drink. <laughs> uh, a study found ordering too much delivery might kill you. A new study found ordering too much delivery could actually hurt you really badly. Researchers tracked 35,000 people who said they ate restaurant food at least twice a day. 
and they were 49% more likely to suffer an early death. Oh. So if you're ordering a bunch, it's just what they put into it to make it extra tasty, you know? So it's the salt, the the sugar, the everything to make you want to go back to that restaurant. And you are probably going to a restaurant once every two weeks or so. But if you're doing it twice a day, that's probably a little bit too much. What's your percentage at the house delivery? We've cut down a lot. It used to be probably three times a week, three or four times a week. Now we go one to two times a week. And when you were single, that was like every day, every, right? Yeah, every day, every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just set up a delivery. <laughs> All right, you know when to be here at noon. Hey, Johnny, listen. You need to be back here at noon. <laughs> you knew him by first name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, 15 million vaccine doses have been ruined. Getting the COVID-19 vaccination just got a little bit more difficult. The FDA has halted dis- uh, distribution of Johnson & Johnson shots. An error at one of the manufacturing partners in Baltimore has run 15 million shots. That is a lot of vaccine that is not getting into folks' arms. And there you go. That's Amy's pile. Thank you. That was Amy's pile of stories. A little later, Brett Eldridge will be on the show. He also sings our new version, at least temporarily, of Tell Me Something Good. Let's go. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So a Montana teen has just become the youngest American in history to earn her doctorate degree. She is Dr. Kimberly Strabel, and she's only 17 years old. That's crazy. (laughs) Uh, Here's a clip of uh, Dr. Strabel saying that she's the youngest. I'm the third youngest in all of world history to ever get a doctorate in any subject, the youngest in all of world history to ever get a doctorate in business, and the youngest in American history to ever get a doctorate in any field. Ha, take that. She's awesome. Any field. Now, she comes from a family of overachievers. Her sister graduated with her master's degree a few days after turning 18. And then her younger siblings, they also want to pursue getting their degrees early. So seems like it runs in the family. 17. That's insane. <laughs> She's a doctor. That's insane. That's what it's all about. Great story. That was Tell Me Something Good. I'm handling the morning corny for Amy this morning. Mine comes with a sound effect after the punchline. Are we ready? Ready. Let's go. The morning corny. What's the most crunk place to go to the bathroom? What's the most crunk place to go to the bathroom? The Lil John. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Come on, you like that, don't no, you? No, that's good. That's real good. It's my birthday. Let me have that one. There it is. <laughs> that was the morning corny. Here's a voicemail from Brittany in central Illinois. Here you go. I had a tell me something good to share. My mom was on a flight from Chicago to Denver, and she ended up saving somebody's life. She did CPR in the aisle, and guys walked out and decided he's still going to go to his trip to Vegas. So I was wondering if you guys would continue on your trip and bet heavily in Vegas since your life was saved, or if you'd play it safe since you kind of already won the big time with your life. Thanks. (laughs) Love the show. Bye. Thank you for the call, Brittany. I think I would probably go home. <laughs> if I had to have my life saved, I need to know more about what happened to me. I think I'd probably go home and n- not go hit the Luxor, honestly. <laughs> Eddie? That's a different personality to get up and be like, oh, I'm alive again? Let's go to Vegas. I'd go straight to the house and like book me an appointment with a doctor ASAP because I didn't know what happened. Lunchbox? It's time to gamble, guys. <laughs> Listen, 
It, that is a moment telling you life is short. You never know when you're going to go, so you might as well go have fun. This might be your last trip. Maybe this CPR saved your life for the next 10 hours, so you got to gamble it all away. Oh. I think I need to know why CPR happened and then make sure it doesn't happen again real soon. But also, speaking of Vegas, remember when Lunchbox was about to have a baby and he went on his— Oh, uh, my gosh. Uh. <laughs> You went to Vegas as kind of like a pre-having-a-baby trip, right? Yeah, it was a bachelor moon. It's uh, the party before you become a dad, and we went, and literally the day after I got back, my wife went into labor. Crazy. She wasn't supposed to go into labor. No, she went into labor six weeks early, so I thought I had planned it in plenty of time with plenty of room for error margin, and literally the next day I got off, I mean, three-day bender in Vegas, just <laughs> partying, and I got to go to the hospital and have a kid. I haven't even recovered from Vegas yet. Oh. It was a rough beginning to my first child. Thank you for the voicemail. You can leave us a message, 877-77-BOBBY. The Friday Morning Conversation with Brett Eldridge. Brett, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Today's my birthday. You just had your birthday. It's a huge day. Uh, it's a fine day. Yeah, it's, it's a, fine, a, hey, it's a it's big good, day. It's a good day. It's a good day. It's going to be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what, uh, what happened on your birthday? Uh... I went hiking. Uh, what else did I do? Um, I went to, out to dinner with the fam and uh, ate some peanut butter cheesecake, which was really good. Well, I appreciate you coming in here on my birthday. It is a good day. And you, you are doing the good day movement. Yes. What is that exactly? <clears throat> it's basically, you know, paying it forward, you know, lifting somebody's day, uh, whether it's buying flowers and giving them to a friend, uh, buying somebody's coffee in line next to you. Um, anything just to uh, lift somebody up, some some words of affirmation that somebody needs it. You never know when somebody needs it, and just just uh, giving somebody a good day. And 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 uh, I know what it feels like when somebody has lifted me up when I needed it, and I just think it's uh, it's good to pass that energy along and that love. You sent me a book called Ten Percent Happier. Yes, just got it. Haven't read it yet. What is that book about? Why was it so important for you to send that out? Ten um, Percent Happier. It's a it's a, it's a book about meditation it's a meditation for fidgety skeptics is what dan harris calls it but it's just uh um i think meditation has been really huge for me uh dealing with this life and itself and anxieties and everything and uh i sent it to you and and uh and i try to just just encourage people to meditate because i think a lot of people think it's something weird and something where you sit there and you're supposed to like think you're floating or something or whatever but it's actually just some way to quiet your mind and give yourself some time and peace and quiet Walk me through this meditation because I've tried it. Mm-hmm. I I struggle with my mind racing all the time mm-hmm. everywhere. It's, yeah. okay, I got this at this time. I got to do this. I got to make mm-hmm. sure this is taken all the time. And I've tried to meditate because I, I, I struggle with PTSD really bad for a long time. It's still a little bit now. But I can't fully, I haven't been able to fully sit down and separate myself from what's happening in the world. Was that yeah. a struggle for you? What's Big the time. tip for me? Big time. Uh, just give yourself, okay, so like, Focus on. Uh, they always say focus on your breath a lot of the time. So you you know you put you put both feet on the floor. I can't because oh now I can. Um, but you put both feet on the floor. Just kind of close your eyes and just focus on your breath. Like in in for four, hold it for a second, out for four. And if you focus on that more, and then when you see when you see yourself start to ruminate on things. Um, yeah. What do I do? How do I catch myself? Because I'm like you say I, I start I'm drifting. You, you call it uh, mental noting. Um, which means you're like, that's this. That's just me thinking. Okay, thinking. And then you go back to the breath, and uh, and it's as simple as that. And and the, and the whole practice is you'll be going throughout your day, 
and you'll notice yourself thinking. And when you catch yourself, that's from the practice of like time myself to catch myself when I'm thinking about breathing. And that's where the practice comes along and it gets, it gets better and you never get to be a master at it, but it's like, you can always grow with it. It's cool. How long do you do this? And while you do it, are you nude? It, always nude. <laughs> always nude. And uh, I do it every morning. You do but every morning? No Every lie. morning. I, just, I did it this morning. Uh, uh, but uh, every morning I get up. A, a routine is big for me for just kind of putting on your armor for the day. Kind of So getting up, uh, doing the routine of meditating, doing some stretching, stuff like that. And uh, so I do it for 10 minutes every morning. And then I journal. Then I go for a hike. And then, I, then I'm ready to go. Now, I've seen you walking down the road before with this backpack on that has water in it. Yep. Are your hikes like four days? Because <laughs> I feel like you could just put a bottle of water in your, in your little pocket. <laughs> I remember the first time you saw me, he's like, what are you? Yeah, I, I, I run a long ways. This is before I got um, this Garmin running watch that I can have my music on it. So I used to have like, uh, I would put my phone in the, in the pack and also have the water if I wanted to get thirsty on my run in, in the camel pack. So, uh, um, I would do that, and I would I would throw that on there, and I'd run, and I'd just take some sips whenever I need it. But I was running like sometimes eight, ten miles, in a in a run, so it's good to have a little hydration. Didn't it weigh you down though? I would feel like if I'm running, I it got does. A bunch of water but I kind of got a, a addicted, or not addicted, but I just kind of started to get the feeling of like you know when you take something away after you've been used to it for a while, it's like you feel weird. Well, like I got used to the feeling of it being heavy, and maybe it made me sweat more. I don't know, but I liked it. Brett Eldridge is here. We're talking camel backs, packs, uh, meditating, meditating. This meditating in the nude. Yeah, it, well, that was that was how I pictured you. I shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm always fully <laughs> clothed. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But, hey, why don't we? We talked about uh, the the Good Day movement. This song, Good Day, is such a good song. Thank you. It's it's on your your last record, um, and that is the the single now that I'm hearing being played everywhere. You mm-hmm. have your guitar. You want to yes. play a little bit for us? I would love to. All right, here is the new one from Brett Eldridge. Here is Good Everybody Day. Everybody, take a, a deep breath and let's just <laughs> enjoy this. I fall asleep in the middle of it because I'm <laughs> meditating. All right, here we go. Let's have a good day. Here we go. One, two, three. Oh. I think I'll start my morning with Sinatra And let those blue eyes speak to me Skip all the things that I don't want to And let my mind wander free It's falling too cold and rainy And something's got me thinking maybe it's gonna be a good day I don't know why But it feels like Love's coming my way And the sun ain't even shining If the world gonna keep on spinning Let it keep spinning along my way I gotta feel it It's gonna be a good day It's gonna be Brett Eldridge. All right. I think, and Amy, you can back me up on this if you would like. Mm-hmm. Of anyone that comes and plays in here, I think Brett is pretty much the one that sounds most like the record. Oh, yeah. 
Like when he sings, you sound like you sing whenever I play you on my phone. Yeah, I kind of close your eyes for a bit. You might be. It's like he's not even here right now. But why would you close your eyes and make him not here? I'm playing it on my phone. (laughs) No, I'm saying you could close your eyes. (laughs) I'm just playing the track on my phone. (laughs) (laughs) He plucks it. (laughs) He lip syncs and pulls all all of it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Brett Mm -hmm. Brett Eldridge is here. We're going to come back. I have two questions I'm going to ask you when we come back. I'm going to let you know now so you have time to think about it. Okay, let's think about it. One, what's the oddest place you've ever been recognized? Okay, so don't tell me now. Okay. I'm going to ask you that in a second. And then what's the best piece of advice that you've been given by another artist? Those okay. are the two questions I'm going to ask you when we come back. Okay. Brett Eldridge is here. You guys stream Good Day. Tweet your radio stations. Don't call them because nobody, nobody's answering phones for requests anymore. <laughs> but let them know you like that song. The Friday Morning Conversation with Brett Eldridge. Bro, what's the oddest place that you, as a famous country musician, artist, singer, songwriter, what's the weirdest place you've ever been recognized? One time I was recognized in church, and uh, I was sitting in the mi- So I think the night before, Drunk on Your Love went number one. And so I, I celebrated. I don't, I don't really have many, I don't really drink anymore. But at that time, I was celebrating. We were having champagne or something, and, and uh, I did not feel great. But I still went to church, still showed up, and uh, sat in the middle row, and it was the hottest Easter of all time, I felt like. Um, uh, and I was sitting in the middle aisle... And I was like, oh God, I just gotta go out. I gotta go, I, you know, I gotta take a break from the service. I gotta go, I gotta go to step out and have a drink of water. Um, somebody followed me to the bathroom and I wanted to take a selfie. I'm like, just trying not to get sick at church. And somebody's like, I'm like, there's no one around. And someone like comes on the show. I was like, no, please, no, please, no. And then they get their photo out. They want to take a selfie. It's like, this is the most interesting place I think I've ever done, like, kind of a meet and greet uh, thing. And I was not feeling great. Did you take the selfie? Uh, yeah. Of course he did. He's yeah. in church. He's right sure of course he did. I sure did. I was reading a story about you playing maybe Call of Duty with Shay from Dan and Shay. Yes. How often do you guys play? We used to play a, a lot. It was it got to the point where I was playing too much, but I was it was especially when at the beginning of quarantine when um, you know you couldn't even leave your you couldn't even leave. Like no one even understood that like you can go outside and run if as long as you're away from people or anything. It was so, so we'd be playing hours in a day and, and just have, that's how we would socialize. And it was amazing how over this game that I w- I'm terrible at that, uh, you could just have, I just, I just joined it for the camaraderie and the, and the conversation. And, and, uh, and so we, we would play a lot and, and I haven't late a whole lot lately, but, um, we've gone on hikes and stuff like that from it. And, and really, we weren't that close until we started playing Call of Duty. So it's pretty pretty funny. It's interesting because Amy saw TJ, and we're friends with TJ from Brothers Osborne, yep. hiking with Casey Musgraves. Mm-hmm. We knew they were friends, I guess, but they were hiking together. And you mentioned you and Shay. What artists in Nashville would are you would you say literal friends with? Because it's hard. Because artist life, you guys are traveling all We're over. We're all the place. doing the same thing. Yeah, it's hard to kind of be in the same place at all. But I would say Shay. Is there another one that you're close with? Uh, you know, close. It's so interesting. Like close when you see him on the ro- everybody on the road. It's it's so it's so different. Like, uh, party John Party and I started out together in town, and. Uh, and uh, he's always been one of the most interesting people I've known. We we toured in Australia together, and we still got to uh, we got to catch up on old times. But you know, it's not like I talk to a lot of other artists all the time. But um, he's one that I, I've I've just shared a lot of the, the the journey of the ups and downs and all this with. And so it's not like we talk all the time. But um, he's somebody that uh, I still root for, and and uh, he's a good dude. Who came in your class? Meaning 
when you came to Nashville and you were new and there are other new people around you, who do you remember f- kind of going through that early stage together? Uh, I think my, like my new faces show was maybe, uh, I know Thomas Rhett was in that. Um, so it was like Thomas Rhett, uh, we did the, we co-headlined, uh, co-headlined the CMT tour together, Suits and Boots. And, uh, so Thomas Rhett, uh, who else was there? Um, Dan and Shea were pretty early, early, uh, God, that's, that's so on the spot, but those are some of the ones I can think of right now. I'm hard hitting, hard hitting interview questions. Oh, no. I was thinking of the new faces show and I feel like was Sam Hunt at yours or no, but it, no, but Sam was, Sam was around that same era. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, uh, yeah, Sam was definitely one of them as well. What's, here's the question I teased before we went away. What's a, the best piece of advice that an artist gave you when you were kind of starting out and they were going, Hey man, here's what's happening. I remember, uh. Uh, playing the Opry and whispering Bill Anderson, who's like country music legend. He he said, just make sure he was standing on the side of the stage. I'm getting ready to do my debut, and I'm so nervous. I'm nervous just thinking about how nervous I was about to go, you know, play the Opry. It's a big deal, you know. And he's like, just make sure you you appreciate every moment while you're in it because you know because when I was when I was coming up, I was always worried about what the next song is and and. Uh, uh, you know, well, this one didn't do as well as I wanted it to, or this show wasn't as big as it was, but this next one's going to be bigger or whatever. It's like you got to have that drive, but you got to you got to appreciate the things you got going on while these amazing things are going on because they're going to fly by, and, and uh, you know you're not going to appreciate them. And and, and uh, that was a really good piece of advice, and I don't think it soaked in as much then and as much as it has over the last several years. And I really started to to slow it down a little bit. We talk about you know other artists and getting advice is there anyone that you've kind of hit on the shoulder and been like hey let me give you a little bit of advice here kiddo oh i think i think i am uh i'm getting to the place where right now i feel like i've got so much more wisdom than i had before so i I feel like i haven't given that advice that i want to give yet and i think i'm i'm primed to do that now so i think uh i'm getting to a place where i've I've experienced a lot of things where i'd love to you know help out a, a new artist and and uh kind of tell them what's worked for me and what hasn't and because uh, I've kind of been through the whole ride of it. And so I think uh, I, I've, I've, I've learned a lot of things and I'd love to help somebody out that way. So I think it's the best wisdom is to come to the best uh, help to, to give to somebody for myself. Well, okay, good, because the Raging Idiots, we need some advice. Give it to us. How would you, what would you tell us about being big stars? Um, just let it get to your head. Let it get to our head. We like yeah, that. Oh, yeah. the opposite. Yeah, 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 yeah. Most yeah. people say don't let it. <laughs> yeah, but just let it get to your head. Just go hard. That's what you should do. That's Disregard that. everything. That's it, yeah. I love that. Uh, one final question for you. It's almost 10 years ago that Don't You went number one. Yep. 10 years That's insane. ago. That's insane. Wow. I, I haven't thought about that. When you listen back to this record, this album... Do you still hear the same you? Do you hear a kid you? Like what? Ten years ago? I, I hear the same me, but I hear you know a kid trying to figure it out, and you know I certainly didn't know where I was going fully yet. But the excitement and the fire and the, um, I think uh, there was a, there is a magic about that first album feeling, and that you know you don't really know what you're doing, but you know you're writing fun songs and you're doing all that, and you kind of go along and figure out more of what you want to say. But I, there is something to say about that that uh, super confident first album feeling of like no one could tell me no I'm not gonna I'm not jaded yet you know or whatever you know you haven't felt the whole weight of of the 
whole touring life yet exactly or it's all so new it's so exciting and uh and so i i when i hear that it it, it kind of excite me excites me and reminds me to to always have fun with it yeah seven number ones which one would you drop from your set list if you had to oh um of all the number ones maybe that's so that's so hard you're gonna play them all you're not dropping it i'm just saying if you had to drop one of them which one would you go you know what i'm good i think i might maybe lose my mind why is that i don't know (laughs) yeah you know Um, you know my favorite song do you play long do you play take me the long you play that in shows Oh yeah, all the time. Okay. Thank God, I would not. Yes, I would walk that's out. one of my favorite that's ones to play. I'd be like, "Play, take me the long way around your town." <laughs> yeah, you'd be that one person. I'd be like, "Come on, man!" Yeah. And then you don't play it in the whole show, and then you the, suck. The, and then you hate it. <laughs> Where's John Party? Yeah. But I still love. It. I don't. Wanna, I want to. I don't want to bash my own song. Lose my mind. But I would. That, I mean, if I had to p- pick one, maybe it's that one. Just because you know, I like the deep. I like the deep songs, like the long way and and stuff like that. So it doesn't mean I don't like it. It just. Okay, I feel bad now talking about my song. It's your own song. It's, it's your like own, your, yes, your own stuff. It's a You're great not. song. We just ask hard questions. We're hard hitting here. Wait, yeah. uh, what are what? the other number ones? I just want to hear them. Don't you? Mm-hmm. Sing it back to me, Amy. Don't play clips, right? Let's oh, see Amy gets sing them back. Ooh, baby, little don't you, don't you, don't you, don't you, won't you know. Did she Ooh. get that one? Yes. Yeah, she got it. <laughs> of course. Beat of the music. Oh, um, I need a like a me, me beat uh, to the beat of the music <laughs> 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 to the beat. No, I haven't. You're not gonna get this. One. I know because now I have du- I have okay. a long way around this town in my head. Uh, beat of the music. He's at the he's at the water with the swimming pigs. Yep. Right. Well, that's right. true. Correct. All right, You're play correct. that one. We'll give that it's one true. to you. Thank you. Love to the beat of the music. There it is. Since oh. she got the video, oh. she gets as long that as one. she got the video, that counts. Okay. okay. Mean to me. Oh. Oh, shoot, Taylor Swift's in my head. Why you gotta be so <laughs> oh, yeah, mean? Yeah. <laughs> oh, but it's like what you mean to me, not that yep. someone's being mean to you. You're right. Yeah. Mean, mean to me. Wait, you give her that one? Yes, yeah. that's it. Yeah, I'll be okay. what you mean. I'll be what you mean to me. I yeah, 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 that. Yeah, and you even like directed it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> lose my mind? Uh, lose my mind. <laughs> I don't know that she. Yes. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Yes, you make all my dreams come true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go yeah, ahead, go ahead. Good. good job, good job. How about drunk on your love? Oh, drunk on your love. Now you're just making it up. <laughs> no. Um, can I have like a little? All these songs in my head. It's hard. That's why the game's hard. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I'm about to get drunk <laughs> on, on your love. How about drunk, 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 drunk? No, that's not it. You're tricking me. Ray, would you play it? No, no, no. I woke up. Oh, I'm you're still right. Drunk, drunk on your love. You don't get that one. Oh, you're right. I don't. One. I don't know that I. I don't know that I spend a lot of time with that one. It's all right. <laughs> I'm, I'm heartbroken. Okay, go, go, go. Wanna be that song? Oh, I want to be that song. I want to be You're the, almost there. I, I yeah, be that, was the, a, that was the right start. I, yeah. I want to be the, the song. <laughs> the love. I want to be that song. I want to be that song. <laughs> that makes you laugh. I want to be that song. Makes you happy. I'll give her that. I don't know if she gets that one. Yeah, yes I do. You heard it and then jumped No, but I, I started off on the right thing. It takes me a second. Love she, someone. Love someone? Mm-hmm. Hmm. She's like, I didn't spend any time with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. 
love someone. <laughs> I want to no, love someone. That's mean to me. I want to love someone. It's when I wake up in the middle of the night, you holding me so tight. <laughs> Wait, what, what grade do you give her there, Brett? I give her like to a... To love someone. I give her an eight. I give, uh, oh, what? I give her, a I give her an eight. I give you a B. An eight? Eight out of ten, not oh. a hundred. Oh, they said A. <laughs> so did I. I was like, well, hey, different scales. I know. Yeah. Eight I'll, out of ten, solid. That's I'll a B. I'll take an eight. But that Brett, a solid B. Brett knows my favorite song, which he never even put to radio. But that's not his fault. Well, <laughs> is it? Not? It was a I slow feel, song. It was no? the one about a train. Your song no, shaming me now. It, no, it's put me on a train. Put me on a runway, one way, sky high, aeroplane. Girl, I really need to change, get away, see the smile on your face. Keep going. Find me a rowboat, make it float. What? I think so. Find me a rowboat, make it float on the river. On a river, point it your way. Didn't spend enough time with that Hold on, no, I did. I know every word. If you put the whole thing on, I sang it from Nashville to Atlanta. It's called Gotta Get There. Yeah. Are there certain songs of yours on the first record that weren't singles that you don't remember? Uh... There's definitely songs I would not know how to play. Yeah. For sure. And not know all the words to. 10 years ago. It's so weird to think about. Well, listen. Wow. We love Good Day. Play that, Ray, as I, as I tell our friend Brett Elders goodbye. Yes. This is a jam. Thank you. Love this song. I'm going to just, this is a throwaway question. Are you working on, working on, working on new stuff? Yes, I was I, a lot right now. Okay. Yeah. That's good to know. I'm heavy into it. You are heavy into it right now. Big time. Sometimes people get insulted when I ask that question when we're talking about something else. No, no. I, I, I think you always got to be, you got to be striving for the next thing and but appreciate this, like I said, but always have something to, to grow from and this record really kind of set a palette for where I can go from, you know, so. Like Whispering Bill said, always think the next thing can be bigger and always obsess about it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right? Always obsess about everything ahead. There we go. Do not enjoy the moment. All right. Just kidding. Oh, Everybody breathe go ahead. and enjoy the moment. So you said earlier you wake up every morning and you write, but mm-hmm. like you meant like you just journal things. You're not like Yeah, I journal writing. in the morning. So for 10 minutes? Yeah, I'm just like, uh, just however long. Some days I might just write like a, like, three sentences. Some oh. days I might write like a couple pages. But it's like, so this is the third time, third day in a row that I've heard somebody talking about writing first thing in the morning, even for if you're a creative too, how it can like unlock stuff in your brain. Doesn't even matter what you write. Like you can wake up and write maybe three pages and maybe that's daunting, but you could literally like, I don't even know what I'm writing right now. The sky is blue. Oh, well, am I going to have coffee? This is what I'm going to wear today. Set your intention. Write your intention is the big one. Well, yes. And then of but course like, you I'm gonna, get I'm going to roll up into Bobby Bones. I'm going to see everybody. I'm everybody's smiling. Everybody's going to feel good. Mm-hmm. Is that you what know? you wrote this morning? That kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, nice. I don't know. Just something to put out there for people that maybe are feeling a little stuck. Yeah. Like, I mean, honestly, and I, I've talked about this, like interviews make me nervous sometimes and people never know that. Um, at one point I had like a panic attack in an interview and it made my mind think that I would have, uh, I, I totally fine talking about this. So I, I was in Scotland and I had a panic attack on stage cause I was like jet lagged and I had a bunch of coffee and it just whatever, for whatever reason. So it made my mind think that I'm going to freak out every time, even if I'm not like going in ahead of it, think, I mean, I've, I've never had a problem with interviews. Well, so then I started doing a lot of things to deal with that. So running your intentions out, like, okay, I'm going to roll up. I'm going to feel confident. I'm going to do this. And doing that kind of stuff, like intentions for a day, it could be for anything other than that. I'm just using it for an example for how I used it today. Yeah, so I love that. running your intentions are like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to compliment a stranger today. I'm going to compliment Amy on her amazing singing of, of yes. my, of my songs. Thank you. Give her eight out of 10. <laughs> yeah.
So, so I didn't say that because I wouldn't know in the future. But you guys wake up and you journal. Yeah, get your juices flowing. I like that. No, I mean I'm I'm in the beginning of thinking about doing oh, that yeah. because I'll, I do that with a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, I'll I'll tell you about a book you probably need to get when we get off. Oh, I like it. Mm-hmm. Okay, there. Hey, there he is, Brett Eldridge. There he is. Thank yeah. you, Brett Eldridge. You guys check out Good Day. Thank, Thank you. This intro may sound a little different, but this is Brett Eldridge singing Tell Me Something Good. He was just in here. Make sure you check out his new song called Good Day. And if you missed the interview, hit up the podcast later today. But here we go. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A family is thanking their, quote, earth angels after the family dog and two neighbors saved their daughter during a sudden medical emergency. Haley Moore was walking her one-and-a-half-year-old dog, Clover, through their neighborhood when suddenly she started to have a seizure. What happened in between was nothing short of incredible. Video from a neighbor's security camera shows Clover springing into action, first checking on her owner, then watching as a car passed by her. Moments later, a second car approached. This time, Clover freed her leash and then jumped in front of the car and forced the driver to stop. So the driver then sees her after she stops, gets out to help, get a neighbor, get her all back, paramedics, the end. But all that, the dog stopped a car. Here's audio of Haley and the two people that helped her talking about it. All I remember is waking up in the ambulance and just being really confused, like, what is going on? It was really impressive. The dog, Clover, actually uh, blocked my way. She kind of backed into the road to block the truck. So I rang the closest doorbell as many times as possible and ran back to her and flipped her over on her back and just tried to keep her head straight. Good thing they have the dog. Stanley would have just run off. Yeah. Been like, where's some food? That's a crazy story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Hey, we got some voicemails about my signature drink at the wedding. You know, because they said, hey, you need to create a drink. Caitlin needs to create a drink. And then people can order them. And I was like, I don't don't drink. And I like Shirley Temple's, but I couldn't find a way. The Bobby Temple didn't make sense. (laughs) But a lot of people called and, and left ideas. We have five of them here. What to name my signature cocktail. Here we go. Number one. Hey, Bobby. Hey, guys. Um, I'm thinking the non-alcoholic could be called Simply Ella, and the alcoholic one can be Lay Down Stanley. Okay, named after my dogs. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I was kind of looking for that play into Shirley Temple somehow, you know? Oh, okay. All right, here's uh, Leanne from New York. Hey, Bobby. Morning, studio. I just had one name. It's the Bobby Beat Drop. Just thought that was a great name, seeing how it kind of incorporated some music theme to it. The Beat Drop. Okay, there you go. It sounds like a beet drink, though, when I hear that. Oh, like, like the vegetables? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, here's the uh, next one. I'm confused. Why aren't we just cashing in on that Bobby water? You know, whiskey and water, Bobby water. Throw some nerds in it. Get crazy with it. Congratulations. Best wishes. Love the show. See y'all soon. Thank you. I would love to capitalize on it, but Sonic won't pay me. I would be Sonic's greatest endorser. I do this commercials where I sit there and the, to go like, hey, Mike D, how about this seatbelt? Doesn't go with my chili dog, does it? You know those commercials? <laughs> you guys in the car? Yeah. <laughs> but they, for some reason, they don't want to hire me. Uh, here's another one. I was thinking maybe to name your drink the Dirty Razorback or just the Razorback. What do you think? I like the Razorbacks. Okay. And then here, let's do Chris from Tucson, Arizona. Alcoholic one should be boned and people should ask to get boned. And then 
the non-alcoholic one should be unbelievable. And then if you order it, the bartender will be like, oh, you want it unbelievable. <laughs> Thought it was funny. <laughs> you ate that. Oh! Yeah. Hey, I like the bone one, though. That's pretty good. I'm not going to have people at the wedding go, I'd like to get bone. Okay. One bone, please. <laughs> oh, then you won't like my idea, then. Why? What was yours? Uh, like I was going to do big bobbies and little bobbies. Like, play on the, you know... No, I don't. That doesn't even make sense. That's a terrible. <laughs> I can't, Eddie. I can't constantly say you're the funniest person on the show. Whenever you come up with just rotten, you know how they misspell your name sometimes. They put two O's. Okay. 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 The big booby and Bobby. Right, right, booby. right. See yeah. what I'm saying? The only one that I thought that was pretty cool was someone named S Sizzlingster 432. She said, "How about calling it a Suey Temple? Like Pig Suey, Charlie oh, Temple? Oh, got it. A That's Suey good. Temple." That's pretty good, huh? Yeah, Razorback, Suey. Yeah, I'm still working on it. I appreciate everybody sending in their thoughts and leaving voicemails. Let's go over and do the news. Bobby's Big Story. Well, where do we start? Two killed when a plane used for a gender reveal crashes into Cancun, into the water there. A gender reveal in Mexico went tragically wrong when a plane... Streaming a sign about a baby girl plunged into the waters off Cancun, killing two people on board. Did you see this story? No. No. It's terrible. While parents-to-be and their guests watched in horror from a boat, the expecting couple, their family and friends were watching the flyover, and it went in, and it said, it's a girl, people are yelling, and then someone go. when it went down, people weren't just kind of confused as to what just happened. As I would be, too. I think it was part of the show. But that's what happened. I don't think this is a gender because re- people are going. We got to stop doing gender reveals because people are dying. I don't think this has as much to do with the gender reveal as probably just some error in the flying. I mean, I thought about it. I was like, why, why don't we just do the red and the, the oh, I agree. blue and pink? Cake. I agree. Uh, yes, but I don't think that this plane crash was directly associated with it being a boy or a girl, or it them because people pull that thing that says something on the back of it all the time. Sure, the advertisements. Yeah. But that's a tragic story. Mm. Uh, how about this one? Anger works better than positivity when it comes to bosses and coaches. The researchers analyzed hundreds of halftime speeches or sales meetings and found that angry people, harsh people, are more motivating than people who get the old, you can do it. You're doing a great job. Keep it up. <laughs> researchers were shocked to find that when a boss was quieter or positive, people came out pretty content, pretty flat. But when they were negative, the better they produced. Eddie, you suck. And see, no, I don't. I don't like that. I get hey, puckered. I need you to be better. <laughs> no, as a rotten joke you made last time. <laughs> you just get mad every yeah. single time. I every get in day, the shell. I, I leave pissed every day. <laughs> and I, but then I walk into my car and I was like, all right, guys, good, good day. <laughs> it's just part of the job. Yeah, hey, man. man. Uh, the CDC says COVID nineteen was the third leading cause of death in twenty twenty. Well, this is a pretty uh, dark news segment here. Mm. The emergence of COVID-19 as the third leading cause of death in the United States has uh, obviously came out. Of, it's come out of nowhere. It wasn't in the top 100 the year before because it didn't exist. What do you think the top two are, though? Uh, By the can, way, worst game ever. Can I have a hint? Well, it's you don't need a hint. It's the top two things that kill Americans. Food. I mean, I guess. Smoking. Number one is heart disease. Okay. And number two is cancer. Mm. If Mike D had submitted this game to me, I would have said no. <laughs> we do a whole bit on this. That'd be terrible. Well, no. It's just like, all right, guess who? 
Um, okay, there you go. Are, are you wanting to do the baseball story yet or no? Yeah, 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 I do. Because, I mean, I have questions. Because, I, I mean, like I see it on the paper and that Bobby Bones, your picture's on there. And it talks about this Music City baseball group that you're a part of, including with, like, Justin Timberlake, Eddie George, and Darius Rucker and all this. And I've, you've talked about it a little bit, but I don't really understand what it is exactly. So what we're trying to do in Nashville is bring a Major League Baseball team here, right? So they have gone to some folks and said, first of all, would you be interested? Would you be interested in speaking about how important it is? Would you be interested in investing and having team ownership? Do you? And they know my sports background, which is a lot. And so they said, hey, we could use you, and do you want to be a part of the team and possibly be part of ownership if it comes? And I say, yes. That's awesome. So, you know, time, money, uh ideas, all that goes into it, and I'm on the board there with those really cool people. Okay, so next question with those really cool people. You guys sit and talk about like what to do, like you and JT talking about things? Well, last night I said, what do you think about baseball, Justin? He goes, <laughs> I want to rock that baseball all today. He just okay. like, he sings all the songs. I'm bringing baseball back. Yeah. Hit me a home run. <laughs> so dumb. Hit me a... Uh, no, we don't sit around a round table, I don't think. Huh. I've only been on the board for like a month. <laughs> so if they've been having secret meetings before the one month, I don't know anything about it. But I did, but I have talked to some of these folks about that. I was with Eddie George the other day. He used to play football here. It's amazing. But yeah, we're trying to get a, a baseball team to, to Nashville. But thank so you for bringing that up. what's the success rate of that? You think it's going to happen? Yes. That'd be amazing. Yes, I do think it's. Usually you have to have a stadium and invite a team, or you have to have a, um, a team that moves here from another place. And obviously, we're not doing either one of those, but I th- we have a place that we, hey, we can build a state. We're ready to go. That's <laughs> yeah, all I'm going to say. On. We're ready to go. All right. Thank you. That is the news. Bobby's Big Story. Well, today is my birthday. Happy thank you. Yeah. Which, by the way, Raymundo's got to back out of the basketball game. Is that right, Ray? Yeah, it's a possibility. I'm taking the old uh, vaccine for the second time. I've heard people get... Real sick, so I don't want to have to do a Jordan flu game and play in the basketball game and not be at my full <laughs> flu game. So our basketball game is on is tomorrow, Saturday. It's, today's my birthday, but tomorrow. And so Caitlin reached out to some people and said, hey, come play in the basketball game. We'll just have a you know basketball game in the back of the house. But what if you're not feeling bad, Ray? Well, let's hope that, but I've already said we have Easter plans as well, and from what I've heard... A lot of people are under the weather for about a week. I hopefully are That's just... That's not true. You're just making stuff up right now. People are not under the weather for a week. Half the people don't get sick at all. And then you also threw Easter plans in there <laughs> when it had nothing to do with the flu game. I honestly just wanted to put it out there just in case, but let's like hopefully I can come to the birthday. I'd love to ball out. I don't think he wants to go, but... I don't think he wants to. He just made two excuses in one. That's what it sounds and, like. And then made the... The, the symptoms you feel from the vaccine a week long instead of a day. But at the same time, it's March Madness, so I'm into basketball right now, and it's been bad weather, um, so let's take advantage of it, and it's your birthday, obviously. So I'm confused by this segment. Yeah, weird. <laughs> so now he wants to come. Now he, you can't keep him from the court. Because <laughs> he wants to ball out. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I can't wait to see you tomorrow, Ray, for the big basketball game. Yeah! All right, anyway, uh, here are some fun facts about April 2nd, 1980, the, the day and year I was born. The number one hit song in the United States on this day was Another Brick in the Wall from Pink Floyd. Nice. I would have bet that was from the 70s. Yeah, I guess I could have too. Like, mm-hmm. 
The number one country song on the day I was born was I'd Love to Lay You Down by Conway Twitty. <laughs> Come right out and tell you I'd just love to lay you down. That's a jam. Lay you down. <laughs> we used to listen to so much Conway Twitty as a kid. My grandma, like, just haven't heard that song in forever. That, that really just made you laugh and smile. Yeah. It's just like one of those memories that just comes just flying back. Because we'd also watch Hee Haw all the time. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Conway Twitty. And he'd start, lay you down. <laughs> That's cool. The estimated number of babies born on April 2nd, 1980. These are basically all my brothers and sisters on my birthday. 341,936. The most popular baby names on this day. The most popular name was Jennifer. And for boys, it was Michael. Hmm. I came in at number 108 on the list for boys. <laughs> the Bobby? Mm-hmm. It, the Bobby, the name, its best rank was number 24 in 1937. Oh, what man. The? Come on. <laughs> I was never a number one name. I was named after my grandfather, so that makes sense. 1980 marked the start of the millennial generations. Millennials reach maturity right in the midst of the technological revolution and are making a big impact everywhere. People born between 1980 and 1995 reached maturity soon after the turn of the millennium and grew up in the middle, which is why they're called millennials. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. And I didn't know you were in it um, by the year. But yeah, in the years sway a bit. I like to call myself kind of a hybrid Gen X. Oh, in the cusp. Yeah, because a lot of me feels Gen X. The technology stuff feels millennial, but I think I'm more of a Gen X guy. But the official date of millennials is 1980. Uh, I'm on the Wikipedia page for the historical events that took place on April 2nd, 1980. You are? On, yeah. According to Mike D., who found this. Get out. That's amazing. On this day, Stanley F. Reed, 95 years old, U.S. Supreme Court Justice, died. Mm. What if I'm reincarnated as him? See, like, I, what I, if when someone dies, someone's created from their, their essence, their spirit? I've thought of this completely. I'm a U.S. Supreme Court justice. That's why I have it in me. Like, wow. And what's his name? Stanley F. Reed. <gasps> and your dog's name is Stanley? Oh, my God. This is crazy. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming together. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, also on this day, born Bobby Bones, American radio talk show and TV host. It that, says born in, that's born in, in Wikipedia. Stop it. It is in Wikipedia. It says born in Little Rock, Arkansas. I wasn't born in Little Rock. I was born in Hot Springs. Mm. What's it say? Hold on, let me turn my mic up. Oh, you're showing it to yeah, me? Yeah, right there. Also, on this day, the Crude Oil Windfall Profit Tax Act was signed into law by U.S. President Jimmy Carter. I remember that. Get this. It was after a continuing drop in the worldwide price of oil that it was repealed. And you know who loves cheaper gas? Me! You! Oh, my God! Wow! <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> okay. Uh, there you go. There you have it. <laughs> Eddie, is there anything you'd like to say on my birthday? I know I teased yesterday about yeah. you giving me a little, little something. Go ahead, man. Buddy. I, you know, I don't know if you're really going to enjoy this day as much as you should, but you I should. I will not. I will not. I, I figured that. So you should, Bones. Be proud of what you've done in your life. You've done a great job. You're 41 years old. You're going to live to be many, many more years. Enjoy it. Happy birthday, buddy. I'm proud of you. That was the lamest like, no, it wasn't. personal speech ever. You done good. You're, here's your age. Dang, I thought I, I thought I nailed it. I thought it was going to be like something touching, you know, like well, we've been what, through a lot together. What you know? have we been like? We didn't go to war or anything together. <laughs> what have we done together? We've lived together. 
<laughs> yes. Uh, you moved across country with me. Correct. Just on a prayer. We took yeah. a risk together. We we traveled around the, the basically the world together, touring as the rage. I'm having to give my speech back <laughs> hey, to me. Actually, Bones, that's a good speech. Yeah, you spent more hours with me than anybody but your wife in your life. Well, that's true. That's weird, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, happy birthday, man. Thanks, yeah, buddy. All that, Thanks all for that, that stuff bud. you said. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Germany. A dude got his dream job working in the jail, and he wanted to show his friends, look, I'm finally employed at the jail. So he took a picture of him holding the keys. Only problem is a picture of the master key. They had to change all 600 oh. locks. Oh, my goodness. That's <laughs> oh, hilarious. Like, yeah. You know what? I don't know that I would have known that. Right. Maybe he should have, though, if he worked there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, he's no longer employed there. Oh, oh no. Okay, that is such a bummer. It is, because I feel like he wasn't doing anything that stupid. No. Like, like he was doing something just stupid enough that I would do it, too. <laughs> right. Dang. What if I showed a key... From my house. Someone could recreate yes. it. Same thing, Bones. Absolutely. Heard it's bad to do that. Well, I've got a whole account called Bobby's House Keys. <laughs> <laughs> Delete it. it just... <laughs> Dang. I'm Lunchbox. That's your Bonehead Story of the Day. Let's do Flashback Friday. The year was 1995. Here we go. Flashback Friday. The biggest country song on this day in 1995 when I was 15 years old. John Michael Montgomery, I Can Love You Like That. I can love you like that. Jam. I would make you my Jam for sure. The biggest pop song is Montel Jordan, This Is How We Do It. I was with Montel Jordan last year. Montel Jordan is so tall. He's got to be at least 6'7". Will you look up Montel Jordan's height, Mike? He came and was one of the duets on American Idol. Okay, I was going to ask. Right. He's 6'8". He's 6'8". And I went and talked to him, and I was like, hey, man, I was a big fan when I was a kid. And he's like, cool. But he was like looking down. And I'm over <laughs> six feet tall. He's massive. I didn't realize that. And the biggest thing in pop culture, Selena was shot in Corpus mm. Christi by the founder of her fan club. Yolanda Saldivar was convicted of murder and sentenced to life in prison. Oof. Eddie, thoughts? Big day. I mean, that was a day, like, they talked about that through the school speakers, you know, the intercom or whatever, and it was a big deal. I remember going home my, and watching TV with my parents, all the news coverage on it, and we really couldn't believe it. And then a few months after that, we drove to Corpus Christi to go visit the gravesite. It was that big of a deal, huh? Yeah, because she represented us, like, South Texas, Tejano, and she was getting big, big, big popularity, you know, in pop music, and that no one had come out of South Texas like that. So we were pretty proud of her. Dang, that was 1995, Flashback Friday. You know, speaking of flashbacks, I, I'm, I'm the, I guess, the judge when it comes to a tie on Matt Jones's radio show in Kentucky. He has Kentucky Sports Radio. And so they called me yesterday and they said, hey, we need you on the air to settle a, a debate. And they had tied on which 90s country song was the best. And the two songs were Bubba Shot the Jukebox. Oof. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, Mark Chestnut. The Nut, that's right. <laughs> the Nut. <laughs> and Garth Brooks' Friends in Low Places. Come on. That's what I said. So this is not a fight. I was like, how is there a tie in this? And I said, hey, listen, everybody loves The Nut. And everybody loves Bubba Shot the Jukebox and sing every word to it. But Garth Brooks' Friends in Low Places is up there in that Mount Rushmore of biggest country songs ever. Correct. It changed country music. Yeah. It's Ring of Fire, Friends in Low Places. It's nine to five. You know, as these generational songs in different decades, they completely shifted country music and all the, 
And I was like, stop. So I just hung up on that stupid show. <laughs> you I was like, you I was like I'm not talking to you idiots. And I hung up. <laughs> so who was right? Was Matt Jones right? Or? No, he wasn't. Oh, God. <laughs> and, they were, and then, you know, in case there were questions, they were like, well, why are you an expert? Oh, I hit him hard, too. I said, okay, how many how many people here on the show has had an exhibit in the Country Music Hall of Fame based around them? Boom, none. You know what I heard? Crickets. And then I hung up again. I called back and I hung up again. <laughs> Just to hang up. Yeah. Yeah, see? That's what's up. I'm going to go have a... <laughs> I'm going to go have a birthday today. Uh, what are you the, doing today? I, like today. I know we're balling tomorrow, but what are you doing today? Well, nothing. I don't think. I think originally... Uh, we were going to have dinner with Amy, but Amy's got a lot going on right now in her life. Um, and we will not be able to see her she's, as she's been in and out of the show. Um, so I think we're just, I'm just going to have Caitlin cook something at home. We'll just chill. And then maybe tomorrow, I don't know, maybe double it up. Golf in the morning and basketball Ooh, in, in the evening. That sounds fun. Fiesta. Would your wife let you play golf? Yeah. For your birthday? Yeah. Oh. Would you want uh, it? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go. Okay. I need to check. I need to check. Make sure it's okay. <laughs> After all that talk, well, let me I check did. with my boss. You I'm check like, with yours. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay, but first I need to go and I get a permission slip. <laughs> all right, let me know. <laughs> Bye, guys. The Bobby Bones Show.